You are listening to Elevating Employee Experience. I am your host, Josh Green, and I am graced with the presence of Celine Schillinger today. Celine, how are you? Or I guess Hi, I should say, Josh. bonjour, comment allez-vous? <laughs> bonjour, Josh, ça va très bien. I'm very fine. Thank you very much for having me here. Enchanté, as we would say in French. We just had a fun time speaking the beautiful language of love, French, how I miss it. I used to live in Montreal. It makes me so happy that you're on the show and that we have a common language here already. Not just the French language, but I think our passion for work. You've been doing this for quite a while. So tell me a little bit, what is We Need Social and why is it important? Yeah, well, it's important to me first because <laughs> it's my business. I founded it two years ago after a long career in organizations. What I'm doing is helping organizations mobilize their stakeholders. It can be external, but it's mostly internal work that I do in order to achieve business results. So my, my job is very tied to business objectives and I help organizations achieve them in a different way mm. uh, through community engagement, through participation, through the diversity of thoughts, et cetera. Uh, I love it. And you know, you, you have a quote front and center on your website. I'm just going to read it here. It's kind of weird reading your own quote back to you, but you say to win and grow today. I believe organizations need to truly engage their clients, partners, and employees. This requires a deep transformation in leadership methods, tools, behaviors. I can help. I, I love that. And I just, this, this deep transformation in leadership methods, tools, and behaviors that you talk about, why do we need that transformation and, and how do we go about um, achieving that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think it relates to actual uh, very deep transformations in society we are not the same humans that we used to be in the past, maybe a hundred years ago or even 50 or 20 years ago. We, are, uh, we have different expectations, different, different social values, different um, behaviors. We are more diverse. We are more, there's more friction also between people. There's global mobility uh, that some people love, some people loathe. Um, we, we are, there's of course um, a growing individualism, different values really, a, a new, yeah, bigger focus on identity, on those kind of things. So um, a, 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 a different respect towards authority mm. uh, and expertise, for example. We see a lot of changes happening in, in politics, for example. And the workplace is not immune from those changes. We are the same people, you know, outside of work and at work. So if it was okay 20, 20 years ago to operate in a certain way, well, we have changed now. And for example, uh, having uh, orders being uh, downloaded on us, um, mm. being passive as consumers or as employees, all those kind of things um, work less and less. So in order to be more effective, more productive, more uh, in order to, to fit better with customers' expectations, but also with workers' expectations, I think there are new ways um, to, to operate. And those new ways rely on making people participate 
uh, inviting people to play an active role in the process of uh, thinking, selling, uh, all the economic process. You can't have a, a small number of people active and, and telling others what to do and telling mm. the big majority of people what to do because it, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, you know, what I'm hearing from you is essentially you are threatening traditional leadership styles. I mean, this <laughs> top-end mentality of I make, I can see the market, I can see where we need to go, I make decisions, and then my foot soldiers go out and do it. And that's how it's been done for decades. But what you're suggesting here is our foot soldiers actually on the front lines have a clear view as well, and we should be asking them how we move forward. That's, that's a, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. It's just a radical approach. And so, so yeah, how, do we, it's, how do we get leaders to see that? So I would say some of them see that already. They just don't know how to do. Mm. Um, and if they feel it's threatening, I would say it's even more threatening to stay the way we are in the current, especially in the current situation mm. when everybody's like remote and um, have different priorities. I mean, everything has changed, right? With COVID, the need for transformation was already there. And those companies that started beforehand, um, empowering employees, creating connections, uh, thinking in terms of community, not just in terms of uh, hierarchical um, uh, org charts, those kind of things, those companies are in better position now, but it doesn't mean it's too late. Everybody, mm. everybody has a chance to start. And I know many leaders who genuinely want to do that. They just um, unwillingly reproduce what they've always known before because they, it's hard to, to imagine other ways. Yeah. I mean, their boss taught them how to do it. And, yes. you know, it's the same thing with our parents. We can continue these traditions that we've always done without questioning yes. maybe why it's done that way. And it might not be the most effective. Yes, exactly. So, for example, I would talk with a leader about engagement, community, mobilization, et cetera. And that leader would say, yeah, 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 I get it. And then she would get to, back to her office and send an email that, that conveys exactly the opposite mm. uh, kind of message, you know, a very uh, top down. And it doesn't mean that um, uh, we need to replace everything that existed before. That's not what I mean. I, I mean, we need to learn a broader range of behaviors because we have more tools, more uh, possibilities, more interaction, um, yeah, more, more behaviors that are possible. So we need to extend the range of music instruments we play mm. with, okay? I like that analogy. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's run with that, right? Because, yeah. you know, uh, you have a band that has maybe four instruments and then you have an orchestra that can bring exactly. so much more depth and feeling to the, to the music. And I just think that yes. that is, that is the workplace. Yes. The workplace is a beautiful, diverse place where, where we need a lot of inclusion. We need to be able to extract the music, if you will. I think extract is the, the <laughs> wrong word. We need to enable them to play their instruments as best as they can. And yeah. in so doing, they will play 
the best music of their life. They will practice because they want to, they will participate because it brings meaning to them and they will help influence the bottom line. Yes. There, there's, yeah. our, there's our analogy. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I remember uh, talking with a friend of mine, Jennifer Sertle, and we were talking about the analogy of networks. And, and she, had some, she said something that really uh, resonated with me a lot. She said, we're not nodes. We are frequencies. Mm. We are frequencies. And we are enabling people to sing together, you know? And yeah. I really love that. I think... Um, uh, very often we we tend to see things through the mechanical analogies you know and even networks uh, are um, imbued with our with, with technology perceptions you know networks but it's more than that it's about infusing this humanity in the workplace because it's by being truly and fully humans and it's not the soft you know kind of uh, thing that i'm bringing in the conversation i'm bringing the full competency of humans and that's what makes great work and great connection with clients and etc it's, it's when you have full humans not imperfect robots working mm. together so what i'm hearing is you know if we can unlock more of this human experience and, and we will unlock the full competency of these, these humans. It's not just, here's a task list, nine to five, come work for us. It's mm. let's help you f find motivation here intrinsically. Let's help um, draw out some of um, what makes you tick so that you want to be in this seat. You want to work for this organization. And that's, that's culture, right? There's, there's so much data being published right now about, how important it is to build a foundational culture in order to retain your employees and help them do the best work of their lives. The problem is it feels like a lot of companies are still struggling with that element. So how do you, and we need social, help organizations to build a stronger culture? It's true, there are a lot of companies are struggling with that. And often they, um, they think of culture as a project as a separate you know, thing, uh, as a change management. Mm. And what I help do, I think, is, uh, un help them, is have them understand that culture is, is done by working. It's not an addition to the work, it's doing the work differently. Mm. So what I'm helping uh, do is achieve some pieces of work that are really important for the company, but guide them gently uh, in, um, in involving more people, in um, conducting the work really differently, in replacing uh, control with trust or a little bit less control, more trust, um, uh, more digital connections, more peer-to-peer -peer, uh, learning, more those kind of techniques that are born from my experience so they're they really come from the field um, and it's only after doing that that i read explored realized that some thought leaders had written or, or thought about that for 20 years um, but i sort of uh, made my own um, sauce if you wish and yes. i'm helping i don't have a fixed methodology i don't want to because i feel this would not 
service the complexity of the world. But what I have is um, a number of principles like inclusion, like diversity of thoughts, like digital uh, connection, those kind of things. Those principles um, are what I bring and, and of course the mastery, you know, how to use that uh, in a way that works uh, the, mm. in service of co company objectives. I love it. I, and, and you know, know what, I... Josh, I would just add one thing. It It is great for um, economic effectiveness, for business results, it's everything, you name it. But it's also great for uh, self-respect, for mm. esteem. And I believe this is truly transformative. It is a transformative experience for workers and we should not um, limit that to the top knowledge workers. This is an experience that should be possible for everybody and, and that is even more beneficial to the companies and to society if, if, it is, um, if everybody has a, a, an opportunity, at, even you know, to the very front line on the shop floor, etc., to be included mm. in this kind of co-creation experience. Oh, I love it. And I, I just love your style, your message, right? I feel like sometimes that would come across as like, okay, so what are we doing exactly? Do you have any frameworks that we can fit this into? It's like, no, this is a custom solution for a custom problem. It, uh, you know, that's just, that is consulting. And I, I had a chance to look at, you know, on your website, you have this section of awards and honors. There's, there's one here, Knight of the French National Order of Merit, Chevalier Ordre National du Mérite. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask about what is that? It sounds so <laughs> awesome. I was extremely honored uh, to be granted this, uh, uh, this recognition by the French government. And I actually received it in Boston when I was living there um, mm. at the French consulate. It was, it was lovely. And yes, it's, it's, it was completely unexpected, but uh, this reward um, came as a recognition of my work for diversity in the workplace. And you know what my, um, my engagement into community mobilization started with that, with, with uh, um, gathering people to support diversity. But then I thought I, I understood or I, that's, that's what I felt uh, was right. I thought, you know what, instead of keeping diversity as a project, the same as what I just said about culture, if, we, if it stays as a as a separate project, as a department, as a, you know, uh, as a box to, to stick on the performance uh, metrics, it won't work. We need to instead embed diversity into everything the company does. Everything mm. has to be done in a diverse way. Strategy, operations, HR policies, you name it, you know, everything. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, what a, what a recognition that is. And, um, you know, you know, it's interesting as I, as I think about the work that you do and, and how it ties into the work that I've done, you know, I, I, I was building a startup that we actually called Forgent, Forgent, which actually comes from my, my favorite French idiom. It's, uh, c'est un forgeant qu'on devient forgeron. Mm -hmm. which I think in English, we, our idiom is practice makes perfect, but that doesn't quite sum up how amazing this phrase is in French. It literally means 
it's in forging, the active verb forging, that one becomes a blacksmith, kind of highlighting mm -hmm. this idea that forgeant is a way to forge ahead. And mm. a lot of times the answers are not apparent. And a lot of times it feels overwhelming, all of the, the, the problems that a business is experiencing. But I truly believe that it is in forging that you figure it out and you make it happen. How, how are you helping organizations forge ahead, if you will? Mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's a great uh, great proverb, and it makes me it evokes the honor of craftsmanship. I don't know if you say that word, yeah. Yes. The the, the honor of trade and um, how everyone should be respected because everyone has. You see, and I'm not saying that as a in general as a as a nice uh, feel good uh, kind of sentence. Because I'm saying that because it's true my latest experience as an as an employee in a company was um, dedicated to improving quality and manufacturing quality and you know what it's funny because for 15 years the company had tried method over method to improve quality until I mean, with limited success until we realized that the knowledge was actually already there Mm. <laughs> but it was just not um, uh, encouraged, uh, visible, connected, etc. And it's by making this knowledge, uh, by, by connecting, by engaging, by mobilizing this knowledge around a cause, and those people um, were given a chance, were invited to co-create uh, quality. It's a, sh it's a very short summary for a and a, a four-year work but uh, it was really striking so what i'm helping companies do is this kind of thing rely on their own um, talent potential that is sometimes hidden in plain sight mm. um, because we value um, some kind of um, expertise over others and uh, we actually need all all of that together but yeah it, it takes some art or some knowledge of community to bring that together in a in a constructive and, and positive way because you can quickly smash and and switch off uh, energies if you approach that in a in a traditional mindset mm, i love it i love some of these themes of of energy and um, resonating with a certain tone. Um, and the, the musical analogy is my favorite part. This has been so great, Saline. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Before we leave, do you have a last minute piece of advice for anyone who's ready to get started today? Uh, well, thank you, Josh. Uh, it's always um, wonderful to speak about this kind of themes, communities. And I also learn so much from those exchanges. So my my advice would be well get in touch <laughs> get in touch if if anyone is interested in those kind of things i'm always always happy to uh, listen to hear about other stories to share mine um, it's it's by confronting those different perspectives and i i apply to my i try to apply to myself what i recommend to others uh, so really learning beyond my field beyond my horizons and um, always happy to do that. So thank you very much for this opportunity, Josh. Merci beaucoup. 
Hey, merci de rien. I just wanted to say, listeners, please keep in touch with Celine. She is such a wonderful spirit. You can visit her website, We Need Social com to see her blogs, her videos, her great work. Um, connect with her on LinkedIn. She is very accessible. And uh, as we say in French, on se verra le prochain fois. We'll see Bientôt. you next time.